السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه أما بعد حياكم الله وبياكم أحبتي في الله إليكم هذا الدرس المنتظر منذ الأسبوع الماضي وقد يكون وقد يكون آخر درس لنا we were discussing the matter of the prophets and I believe we stopped at this paragraph and the first of messengers and of course we covered in the Arba'in the first messenger the first of messengers is Nuh alayhi salam وآخرهم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and the last is the Prophet Muhammad عليه وسلم وأعلم بأنك ستجد ستجد في بعض كتب التاريخ know that you will find in some history books أن إدريس عليه وسلم كان قبل نوح عليه السلام that Idris was before نوح وأن هناك بعض آخرين مثل شيث كل هذا كذب وليس بصحيح and that there were other prophets like شيث the Sheikh said, all this, all this is lies and it's not true. فأدريس بعد نوح قطعا. أدريس came after نوح 100%. وقد قال بعض العلماء, some of the scholars said, إن أدريس من الرسل في بني إسرائيل. أدريس was from among the children of Israel prophets or messengers. لأنه دائما يذكر في سياق قصصهم because he's often mentioned in the context of their stories. لكن نعلم علم اليقين. We know for sure the knowledge of the the knowledge of certainty that he is not before Nuh. The evidence is the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal. We have revealed unto you as we have revealed to Noah and the prophets after him. Allah says. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ وَجَعَلْنَا فِي ذُرِّيَّتِهِمَ النُّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابِ And we have sent forth Nuh and Ibrahim and we have made in their progeny the prophethood and the book. فَأَرْسَلُهُمُ اللَّهُ وَهُمُ الْقِمَّةِ Allah Azza wa Jal sent them while they are the elite. They are the most lofty. وَجَعَلَ فِي ذُرِّيَتِهِمَا النُّبُوَّةَ وَالْكِتَابِ And he has made and placed within their progeny the prophethood and the book. فَمَنْ زَعَمَ أَنَّ إِدْرِيسَ قَبْلَ نُوحٍ فَقَدْ كَذَّبَ الْقُرْآنِ وَعَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَتُوبَ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ هَذَا الْاَعْتِقَادِ Whoever alleges that Idris was a prophet sent before Nuh has belied the Qur'an and it is incumbent on him to repent to Allah from such belief. وَالرُّسُلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ هُمْ أَعْلَى طَبَقَاتِ الْبَشَرِ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ And the, prophet, the messengers, peace be upon them, they are in the highest degree or level of, uh, men, of uh, uh, humanity. So if humans were to be categorized in what they known as, you know, like in what, caste, if you have to categorize them in, in degrees and levels, so the pro- the messengers are basically the most elite of them, whom Allah Azza wa Jalla has bestowed His favors upon. Qala Allah Taala, Allah Azza wa Jalla said, 
ومن يطع الله والرسول فأولئك مع الذين أنعم الله عليهم من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين One of the most beautiful ayat in the book of Allah and one of the من أرجى آيات الكتاب one of the most hopeful or hope triggering uh, ayat in the book of Allah is this ayah my brothers and sisters in Surah An-Nisa you should all have it memorized all of you should have it memorized whosoever obeys Allah and the messenger then those people who have obeyed Allah and the messenger they will be in the company or with those whom Allah has bestowed his favors upon from among the prophets and the truthful ones and the martyrs or the scholars and the righteous people and all of you should know the continuation of this ayah even though it is not mentioned here or the following ayah even though it's not mentioned here and what an excellent companionship is the companionship of those wow Wow, 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 wow. Allahu Akbar, Kabira. Wa subhanallah. You want to be with the prophets and the truthful ones and the martyrs and the righteous people? Yep, you want? You want to be in this excellent companionship? Obey Allah and His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Subhanallah. Ya akhwan, yani, what companionship is the companionship of those? Can you imagine, can you just for a moment take a time out from this class and close your eyes and imagine yourself in Al-Firdaus and you are in the company of the best people Allah ever created and everything is halal, there is no haram, there is no feeling of discomfort, you know how some people have anxiety issues? Some people are antisocial. Some people they they don't they're they're introverts. They don't fit in among people. They're awkward. They behave awkwardly. They speak awkwardly. They you know they don't have their dish their their personality is not you know not the alpha in your face type. People have different personalities, and you know, we accept. We accept every person the way Allah Azza wa Jal made them, even though there are elements of improvement and 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 effort and effort that can be made to improve oneself in this regard. But still, uh, okay, this gambit, yani, we don't have time for trolls over here. We're here trying to focus on the lesson, and you are such a distraction. May Allah guide you. I've blocked you myself. Thank you for showing up today and thank you for leaving sooner. So, you know, those feelings that you encounter in the dunya. Now, a lot of people don't like, don't like to uh, hang out with others just because they don't, know, they don't know how to express themselves. Some people have issues in self-expression. Some people may have very strong points. They don't know how to articulate them. They don't know how to put them in words. They don't, they don't have this, uh, uh, you know, lawyer skills. That some people have 
where they overcome you in an argument just because of the way they able to put put their argument forward and you don't you just don't have the same set of skills so that those type of individuals they will never feel this way ever again in paradise for the person that always like to be you know under the the spotlight and they have no problem in and being there and they just their personality clicks with this kind of uh, uh, theme then you know they're going to be chilling regardless but for i i i feel for the people who might feel differently you know subhanallah they will be able to enjoy themselves in this manner and in the company of the nicest people and the best of people the sheikh said hadi arba'atu asnaf these are four types of people so the prophets include the messengers and that and they are better than the prophets. The messengers are better than the prophets. And then the messengers, the best of them are five and those are known as those of strong resolve. They were mentioned together in the Quran in two occasions. One in Surah Al-Ahzab and one in Surah Al-Shura. ففي سورة الأحزاب قال الله تعالى وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِيثَاقَهُمْ وَمِنْكَ وَمِنْ نُوحٍ وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُوسَ وَعِيسَى And mention when we have taken the covenant from the prophets and from you and from Noah and Abraham and Moses and Jesus. وفي سورة الشورة قال الله تعالى شرع لكم من الدين ما وصى به نوح والذي أوحينا إليك وما وصينا به إبراهيم وموسى وعيسى أن أقيموا الدين. He has legislated for you of the religion what he has given as a covenant to Nuh and that which was revealed and that which we have revealed unto you and that which we have given to Ibrahim and Musa and Isa that you should establish the religion. فسبحان الله. So how perfect is Allah? This is a covenant from Allah to the former and the latter people. That establish a religion and do not be divided. It is the establishment to, it is the, the covenant or the advice or the admonishment to establish the religion and not to be divided therein. So one or some may say, but ya akhi, you the so-called Salafis, you are the uh, masters of dividing the religion. Say, uh-uh, you got it all wrong, Habibi. The Salafis are the most anti-division people. And what I mean, I mean, I don't deny there are some strands uh, within the Salafi movement, some denominations or some entities or some groups that have taken that sectarian approach may Allah guide us and guide them no doubt but if you look at the moderate uh, authentic real deal pure uh, uh, Salafi then we are all for the unity of Islam however we have prerequisites and conditions that come from the Quran and the Sunnah and those prerequisites are that you don't innovate into this deen and you don't adopt a aqidah other than the aqidah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. That's all. Here, Habibi, you and all Islam productions can go and eat a branch of tree together. Barakallah feek. Somebody come on the channel in the class to tell me to go answer them. Allahumma sta'an ala al-hawas al-muhim.
So we simply have a prerequisite. We just want the, the people not to add anything into the deen so we can act accordingly. That's all. So we can't unite with uh, Shia and Sufis and uh, Ash'aris and those people because those people have, have corrupted, uh, uh, you know, they have corrupted teachings within them. How are you going to unite with them? Unity with them is impossible. However, if people were to return to the deen, then we would love to unite. And unity is a, is a demand and a requirement. وَأَفْضَلُهُمْ مُحَمَّدٌ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ كَمَا قَالَ نَبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ The best is the Prophet Muhammad as the Prophet said أَنَا سَيِّدُ وَلَدِ آدَمْ I am the master of the children of Adam. وَلَمَّا الْتَقَى بِهِمْ فِي الْإِسْرَاءِ أَمَّهُمْ فِي الصَّلَاءِ And when the Prophet met the other prophets during the ascension, he led them in salah. أَمَّهُمْ فِي الصَّلَاءِ مِنْ uh, and not ummahum, for example, just so you will know the difference in the Arabic words. Uh, take it from someone who doesn't know Arabic, supposedly. For Ibrahim, Imam al Hunafai, Salla wara'a Muhammadin, Salla Allah Sallam. Ibrahim, the Imam of the, 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 the those who established Tawheed, he prayed behind the Prophet Muhammad, Salla Allah Alaihi Wasallam. وَمَعْلُومٌ أَنَّهُ لَا يُقَدَّمْ فِي الْإِمَامَ إِلَّا الْأَفْضَلِ It is known that no one is put forward to lead the people except the best. فَالنَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ هُوَ أَفْضَلُ أُولِي الْعَزْبِي The Prophet ﷺ is the best of the prophets of strong resolve and the strong determination. وَإِبْرَاهِيمُ الْخَلِيلُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ يَلِي مَرْتَبَةَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ close uh, uh, friend of Allah Azza wa Jal, peace be upon him, he he is second, he comes second, or what's the word? Runner up. He is the runner up to the Prophet Sallallahu in rank. Uh, because Allah said regarding him, وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا And Allah has taken Ibrahim as a friend. وَالَّذِي ابْتَلَاهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِبِلْيَةٍ لَا يَصْبِرُ عَلَيْهَا إِلَّا أُلُوا الْعَزِمِ The one whom Allah Azza wa Jal has tested him with a with such a gra grave uh, examination or test that only a prophet, uh, only a messenger from among those of strong resolve will be able to pass it. And the story of the testing of Ibrahim that he was given a child during his old age. وَمَعْلُومٌ أَنَّهُ إِذَا أَتَى الْفَرِيدُ الْفَرِيدَ الْوَحِيدَ إِبْنٌ عَلَى كِبَرٍ And it is known that when a person who is lonely uh, has a son during old age, يَكُونُ فِي قَلْبِ أَبِيهِ فِي غَايَةِ الْمَحَبَّةِ That child will have in the heart of his father like the utmost love. So it's like more, it's, a more, it's more sentimental than maybe the other children when the man was younger. وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعَهُ السَّعْيَ فَلَمْ يَكُنْ طِفْلًا لَا يَهْتَمُّ بِهِ And when he reached that age where he could walk with his father, and he wasn't a child that he wasn't looking after, وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَا يَهْتَمُ بِهِ So he wasn't a child that you, you, know, you don't uh, have to look after. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ كَبِيرًا فَرَدَ بِنَفْسِهِ بَلْ بَلَغَ السَّعْيَ And he wasn't alone, old enough to be independent. So he had just reached the age where he, now he could basically tag along with his father and go along with him. So he started to walk with his father. His heart, Ibrahim's heart, was connected and, and 
يعني he was he loved his son madly. فامتحنه الله تعالى الله عز وجل تستد him بأن رأى في المنام أنه يذبح ابنه. He saw in the dream that he was slaughtering his son. ورؤيا الأنبياء وحي and the uh, the vision of the prophets is a form of revelation. فقال له so he said يا بني إني أرى في المنام أني أذبحك فانظر ماذا ترى. You all know this. I believe it's in Surah Al-Safat. He said, my son, I see in the dream that I am slaughtering you. So what do you say? What do you, what is your opinion? فلم يخبره, لم يخبره, لكن أراد أن يمتحنه. He did not tell him, but he wanted to test him. فجاء الإبن في غاية ما يكون من الامتثال والانقياد. So the son was in the utmost state of compliance and submission. فقال, he said, يا أبتي فعل ما تؤمر. My father, do as you are commanded. Uh, نعم. لم يقل يا أبتي اذبحني. He didn't say, oh my father, slaughter me. بل قال, rather he said, افعل ما تؤمر. Do what you commanded حتى ينبيه أنه يفعل هذا امتثالا لأمر الله عز وجل. So that he can remind his father that he's doing this in compliance and to fulfill the command of Allah. Notice the son's wisdom. He didn't say, slaughter me. He said, do what you commanded. Meaning he's reminding him, don't worry. Is this If this is what you commanded, go ahead and do it. Subhanallah. Do what you commanded. You will find me, inshallah, among the patient. فلم يجزم بل قال إن شاء الله. He wasn't conclusive. He said إن شاء الله. إن شاء الله. كما قال الله تعالى as Allah said ولا تقولن لشيء إني فاعل ذلك غدا إلا أي شاء الله. And don't say regarding any matter that I shall do so tomorrow except that you say if Allah wills. فاتفق الأب والابن على الاستجابة لأمر الله. So the father and the son agreed to uh, fulfill and to respond to the command of Allah. So when they both submitted to the command of Allah, So when he placed them on the ground and basically prepared them for slaughtering, وإنما تلوا على الجبين دون أن يذبحوا مستلقيا لألا يرى وجه ابنه والسكين تلوح على ركبته. The reason why he faced him down to the ground so that the son does not see the knife or the sword, uh, you know, uh, just being waved in front of his son before he slaughters him. فيخفف هو عن نفسه وخفف أيضا عن الابن so that he makes it easier and lighter upon himself and upon his son. So neither does he see his son's facial reaction nor does the son see a sword or a knife waving over his head, subhanAllah. فَلَمَّا تَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ جَاءَ الْفَرَجُ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ So when, the, when he finally placed them uh, facing down against the ground, the, uh, the alleviation or the outlet or the exit was uh, given by Allah Azza wa فَرَّجَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah Azza wa Jal removed this hardship وَنَادَيْنَاهُ أَيَّا إِبْرَاهِيمُ قَدْ صَدَّقْتَ الرُّؤْيَا إِنَّا كَذَلِكَ نَزِّنُ وَحْسِنِينَ We called on him, O oh Ibrahim, you have fulfilled the vision and such do we reward the righteous and the good doers. 
هذه المحبة لهذا الابن وهذا الابتلاء وهذا الامتثال التام يدل على أن محبة الله في قلب إبراهيم عليه السلام أعظم من محبة الولد This love for a son and this test and this complete compliance suggests and indicates that the love of Allah عز وجل the love of Allah in Ibrahim's heart was greater for, than his love for his son فكان إبراهيم خليل الله عز وجل إبراهيم was the خليل of Allah والخلة هي أعظم أنواع المحبة خلة is the greatest type of love والمحبة أنواعها عشرا and love is of ten types وقيل سبع it was said seven لكن أعلاها الخلة وفي هذا يقول الشاعر لمعشوقته قد تخللت مسلك الروح مني وبذا سمي الخليل خليلة she has basically uh, in, she has seeped into the my soul and that's why the khalil was called the khalil khalil is the highest form of love is the highest form of love that's why remember we had an issue whether we should translate it as allah's friend or not or allah the one who is most beloved to allah or the one who is beloved to allah which is a more accurate translation as per the sharh of the sheikh so we should correct the previous one inshallah oh. طيب لان محبتها تخلت مسلك الروح والعروق والعظام والمخ وكل شيء So her, her love has, has seeped into my soul, my veins, my bones, my mind, everything. خليلة, and the statement and Allah has taken Ibrahim as, يعني, as a very beloved one. Ibrahim, وجل, المحبوب, This shows that Ibrahim is among the highest in terms of receiving Allah's love. And that also has the affirmation of the quality of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالَ الْمُحَرِّفُونَ الَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبْ And as for the distorters, and how many of those do we have, who claim that Allah does not love, they say, إِنَّ قَوْلَهُ تَعَالَى إِنَّ قَوْلَهُ تَعَالَى وَاتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا مَأْخُوذٌ مِنَ الْخِلَّةِ بِالْكَسْرِ يعني الافتقار. They say this comes from the word خلة, which means the deed. ومعنى اتخذ الله إبراهيم خليلا أي فقيرا إليه meaning Allah made Ibrahim in need of him وهذا من التحريف and this is a distortion فكل إنسان على قولهم يكون خليلا لا then according to them every person is a خليل of Allah لأن كل إنسان مفتقر إلى الله عز وجل every person is in need of Allah عز وجل ولكن نقول الخليل هو الذي بلغ غاية المحبة we say the خليل is one who received the highest form of love قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله اتخذني خليلا كما اتخذ إبراهيم خليلا الله استيكم يا زخليل أزي استيكن إبراهيم زخليل ولو كنت متخذا من أمتي خليلا لاتخذت أبا بكر خليلا and if I were to take a خليل from among my أمة I would have taken أبو بكر as a خليل وهنالك كلمة شائعة عند الناس and there's a word or a statement or an expression that is popular among the people. يقولون إبراهيم خليل الله. They say Ibrahim is a خليل of Allah. ومحمد حبيب الله. محمد is a one loved by Allah. وموسى كليم الله. And Musa is the one who Allah spoke with. ولا شك أن محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حبيب الله. There's no doubt that Prophet Sallam is the one loved by Allah. فوحاب لله. He loves Allah. ومحبوب لأن he is loved by Allah. ولكن هناك وصف أعلى من ذلك هو خليل الله. There is a higher attribute or a description and that would be the خليل of Allah. فالرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم خليل الله. The رسول is the خليل of Allah. 
والذين يقولون محمد حبيب الله and those who say that Muhammad is the one loved by Allah and the one who loves Allah قد هضموا حق الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم they have diminished the right of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن المحبة أقل من الخلة because محبة is lesser than خلة ولذلك نقول لا نعلم من البشر خليلا لله إلا اثنان we don't know among mankind خليل for Allah except to إبراهيم ومحمد عليهما الصلاة والسلام إبراهيم محمد لكن من يحبهم الله كثير لكن من يحبهم الله كثير ولكن من يحبهم الله كثير كما قال الله تعالى but the ones whom Allah love are many as Allah said إن الله يحب المحسنين verily Allah loves those who excel وإن الله يحب الذين يقاتلون يقاتلون في سبيله صفا verily Allah loves those who fight in his cause in ranks in rows وغير ذلك من الآيات and other آيات of this nature وقوله واليوم الآخر as for the statement واليوم الآخر and the last day هو يوم القيامة we're speaking here surely about the day of resurrection we're speaking about the day of resurrection وسمي آخرا لأنه آخر مراحل مراحل بني آدم وغيرهم أيضا it was named or called the last day because it is the last stages of the stages of the son of Adam and others as well. The human has four stages. In his mother's womb. In this worldly life. In the interval. And the day uh, of resurrection ويوم القيامة and it is the last day نعم الإيمان باليوم الآخر يتضمن now believing in the last day ويوم القيامة نعم and believing in the last day uh, comprises the following what does it what does it entail my brothers and sisters to believe in the last day أولا first and foremost الإيمان بوقوعه to believe that it will occur to believe in its taking place. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْعَثُ مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ And that Allah will resurrect those in the grave. وَهُوَ أَحْيَاؤُهُمْ حِينَ يُنْفَخُ فِي الصُّورِ And that means their resurrection when it is blown into the trumpet. وَيَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And the people will resurrect for Allah, the Lord of everything. قَالَ تَعَالَى Allah said, ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ تُبْعَثُونَ Then verily on the day of resurrection you'll be resurrected. وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يحشر الناس يوم القيامة حفاة عراة غرلا The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said the people will be gathered on the day of resurrection حفاة عراة غرلا Do you guys know what those mean? Do you guys know what حفاة عراة غرلا mean? يلا let's do a little quiz Yeah, I'm a little sleepy, but it's okay. Okay. All right, the answers are coming next year, inshallah. So we'll skip the answers. Tayyip, Hufatan, Hufatan means barefooted. Hufatan, barefooted. Uratan, naked. Ghurlan, أي, what does ghurla mean? Meaning they were not circumcised. They were uncircumcised. 
Ah, finally, the answers came. Good job, Iman's homeschool and exposing Ahlul Bid'ah. Even though you skipped one. So, naked, barefooted, and uncircumcised. Subhanallah. Not only that, it'll be men and women. It'll be men and women. And when Prophet ﷺ said to this to Aisha, Aisha was amazed. Said, Ya Rasulullah, oh Messenger of Allah, yani, men and women, they would look at each other. He said, لا بنت الصديق. No, or daughter of the Siddiq. The matter is far graver than that. The matter of Yawm Al-Qiyamah will be so grave that men and women will be standing naked around each other. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Now you, I challenge you to find 10 men and have a woman walk down the street, not just naked, just with a mini skirt. And all ten, 10 men will look. Only the believer among them, when he glances her for the first time, he's going to avert his gaze and he's going to look away. Only the believer among them will not continue looking and he will turn away from looking at her again because he knows the first accidental look is his and afterwards you got a problem. Those of them who are not mindful of Allah or have weak iman or their desires have gotten the best of them or whatever our situation or our problem may be, they're going to check out the lady. They're going to check her out. Let alone if she started undressing in front of everybody. You understand? Thank you. So there is no, I mean, look, this is human nature. And on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, nobody cares. All these women will be standing there naked with nothing on them to cover anything and nobody cares. Why? Because you are overwhelmed and you're captivated with the gravity and the amazement of the day of resurrection. It is such a creepy, powerful, scary, petrifying day. There's no way around it. You know? 50,000 years, man. 50,000 years for the troublemakers and the naughty, naughty ones. But it will be like the time between Dhuhr and Asr for the righteous believer. Not only that, he will be... في ظل الله سبعة يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله Seven will be under the shade of Allah under the shade of Allah on the day where there is no shade but his shade and you, you guys know this hadith we've, we've covered it many times in the past إمام عادل ورجل شاب نشأ في عبادة الله عز وجل و و و و you know the story you know the hadith Huh? And there are other narrations that indicate that it's more than these seven. Whatever the case may be, man, those people are going to be chilling under the shade. Bismillah. Relaxing, having a good old time, <clears throat> and only to be admitted to paradise afterwards. And then you guys question why we make a big deal about Islam, and we make a big deal about Aqidah, and we make a big deal about 
manhaj and we make a big deal about the teachings of Islam being preserved and pure, then you guys wonder what's this fuss about? What's all this fuss about? That's what this fuss about, man. Where is this aqidah that I have to adopt for me to be saved on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? Where is it? What is it? I want it. And I want it bad. I want to bite on it with my molar teeth. I'm not playing around here. I'm not fooling around. I'm not messing about. What does it take? What does it take for me to have the proper belief in Allah for me to be saved? Do I want to meet Allah as a Diobandi? Or do I want to meet Allah as a Barelvi? Or do I want to meet Allah as, an, as a uh, Maturidi? Or do I want to meet Allah as a burnt-out Sufi? Or a Rafidi? Or a Habashi? Or a, so on? Is that what it is? Because none of these people have any guarantee. No guarantee. In fact, they have all the fingers of accusation pointed at them. All of the problems are pointing at them. You denominational, sectarian group creating Muslims who are not following the way of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and Ba'at Tabi'een. You deviant innovators. You're, and you're happy, you're clapping. Every group rejoicing what they have. Yeah, yeah, we, it's us, we are the ones, yeah. What, all these Wahhabis, look at all these deviant Wahhabis. Wahhabi this, Wahhabi that, Madkhali this, Madkhali that, Salafi this, Salafi that. And they think it's all fun and jokes. They got jokes for ages. Comments upon comments. It's just nonsense and ridiculousness at, at, of, 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 of things that you can't even begin to imagine. To, hold, to, to them, the whole thing is a joke. You see, look what we're talking about. You have some guy come and say, respond to those guys. What else are you going to respond? What else is left to say after we already established everything? Bilhaq. There's nothing left to say. Either you're going to submit to Allah or you're going to play games. We're not, we're not trying to play games with y'all, man. We don't want to play games. We got more important things to do. But why do we make a big fuss about, be careful of this, be careful of that? Because look, look, look what's waiting for people, Yawm Al-Qiyamah. You think we're playing? You don't know that some people will come to the Prophet Sallallahu and they will try to be near him? And then the angels will will prevent them from having access to the Prophet Sallallahu and he will say, Ummati, you said this, my people, my, my Ummah. They will say, no. You don't know what they invented into your religion afterwards. You have no idea what they invented into, into your religion afterwards. So he, he will say, Sallallahu Suhqan, suhqan. May they be destroyed. May they be destroyed. <laughs> Do you know this hadith? I ask you, innovator or innovating, practicing, innovation, practicing Muslim. You may not be the innovator, but you're falling into bid'ah. You're not a mubtadi' falling into bid'ah. Do you know this hadith? Can you explain to me this hadith? Do you think any one of us is willing to take a risk on being one of those people? That when we try to approach the Prophet to drink from his noble hand, a sip of water after which we will never be thirsty, that we will be kept away and prevented from being close to him, the angels will block us. And, and then it will be explained that the reason why we blocked is because we are people inventing things into his deen. So much so that Prophet will say, may they be destroyed, may they be destroyed. Not only will you not get the intercession, you will, be, you will have a dua made against you. 
and people think this is a joke. That's why we are so careful about those matters. And that's why we promote the same level of carefulness to the people. But for many people, wallahi, this deen is lahwan walaiban. It is amusement and joy and game and playing. To them, this social media platform is, is a, a video game. It's a video game. They treat it as such. They play as such. It's their, you know, they think the shaitan is, you know, you know how Ibn Qayyim mentioned about the, how, the many levels of how the shaitan deceives you, right? And one of them, if he can't get you to do a major haram, he will get you to do a minor haram. Or if he cannot get you, if, if you want to do like a good deed that is very rewarding, he will negotiate with you to do a good deed that is less rewarding. Those people that spend their time uh, trashing us and talking absolute nonsense on various social media platforms, they the shaitan has deceived them that they're not watching pornography or they're not watching haram or they're not involved in something else that, yeah, I mean, this is still Islam and it's a form of defending Islam and blah, blah, blah. So this is how he's beautified for them, their deeds. So they think they're doing a great job because they're protecting Islam and they're protecting their entity and they're protecting their ancestry and they're protecting, uh, you know, the denomination that they belong to. And this is a noble act and a noble behavior when in reality, they're just, be, they're just falling into another form of sin other than the other type of sin that the people are falling into. But at the end of the day, they're all sinful. Because 90% of these people, Ikhwan, speak without knowledge. And you're not allowed to speak without knowledge. Plain and simple. You don't have knowledge, you don't say anything. The people that should be having the back and forth are the people that Allah has given some knowledge. You, if you don't have that knowledge, your job is to remain silent. Either say something good or don't say anything at all. For example, I don't promote that. I've never said to my, uh, uh, you know, the people that listen to my class, go to this other channel and spam them and tell them and tell, remind them and, and call them and, and trash them. No, we never do that. We don't, we don't go, we don't, this is what they do to our channel. We don't do that to their channel. Because that's not the objective. I'm not trying to have you gain sin. You don't need to get involved in that. So those matters, Ikhwan and Akhawat, are, are grave. And you will only think about them when you think about the reality of Yawm Al-Qiyabah. But because we are heedless people, we don't think about it. The, many Muslims have taken this matter as, as entertainment. The da'wah scene is an entertainment uh, uh, session for them. وَسَيَعْلَمُ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا أَيَّ مُنْقَلَبٍ يَنْقَلِبُونَ And those who have been oppressive, they will get to see what what outcome they will receive and what abode they will wind up in. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to guide us and guide them and forgive us and forgive them and to guide us to that which is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Muhim وَأَنَّهُ وَاقِعٌ لَا محالة. لا محالة. And that يوم القيامة will come to pass no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um... Because Allah informed us about it in the kitab and also in the sunnah. And it's often that Allah will bring a relation or combine or connect believing 
believing in him with the belief in the last day because the one who doesn't believe in the last day will not work for it because he sees that there's no accountability so that was the first matter believing in its occurrence or its taking place secondly الإيمان بكل ما ذكر الله تعالى في كتابه وما صح عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مما يكون في ذلك يوم في ذلك اليوم الآخر. To believe in whatever Allah mentioned in this book and whatever has been authentically attributed to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم of that which will happen on that last day. ومن كون الناس يحشرون يوم القيامة حفاة عراة غرلا بهما that the people will be gathering يوم القيامة naked, barefooted and uncircumcised. And they have no money with them. Thank you for that coffee so much. And this is similar to the statement of Allah as as we started the first creation, we will bring it back. من الحوض والشفاعة والصراط والجنة والنار فالجنة دار النعيم فالجنة دار النعيم والنار دار العذاب الشديد Okay Belief in what has been mentioned of the last day regarding the lake the intercession the صراط the path جنة and the hellfire and جنة will be the abode of pleasure Whilst the nar, the hellfire, will be the, the abode of punish, severe punishment. قال شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله في العقيدة الوسيطية. شيخ الإسلام تيمية رسالة العقيدة الوسيطية. Don't you miss that book? ومن الإيمان باليوم الآخر and part of belief in the last day. الإيمان بكل ما أخبر به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Believing in everything that the Prophet وسلم said about it. مما يكون بعد الموت. What will, of that which will happen after death, مثل, مثل such as uh, the fitna and the grave. Verily, people will be questioned in the grave. They'll be asked about three things. What is, who is your Lord? Who, who is your, what is your religion? And what is your prophet? What's going on here? Fourthly, الإيمان بنعيم القبر وعذابه. Let me put this over here so I don't read your comments, guys. Fourthly, to believe in the pleasure of the grave and the punishment of the grave. لأن ذلك ثابت لأن ذلك ثابت بالقرآن والسنة وأجمع السلف because that has been established and affirmed in the Quran and the Sunnah and the consensus of the righteous predecessors. وهنا ننبه على ما نسمعه من قول بعض الناس. Here we would like to notify you or bring to your attention something that which we hear some people say أو نقرأه في بعض الصحف or we read this in some magazines. إذا مات إنسان if a person dies قالوا انتقل إلى مثواه الأخير he has shifted or he has moved to his final abode. وهذا غلط عظيم. This is a great mistake. ولولا أننا نعلم مراد قائله had we not known the intention of the one saying it لقلنا إنه ينكر البعث we would have gone to the extent of saying this person is denying resurrection 
لانه اذا كان القبر مثواه الاخير because if the grave is his final abode فهذا يتضمن انكار البعث this now requires or this necessitates the denial of resurrection فالمساله خطيره لكن بعض الناس اما the matter is dangerous but some people are like a container اذا قال الناس قولا اخذ به وهو لا يتامل في معناه if the people say something he will repeat it even though he does not reflect on its meaning And that's why we make the same clarification for the English-speaking audience when it comes to saying expressions that are common amongst the people that are uh, uh, contradictory to Islam, such as, geez, geez, man, you didn't have to do this. Geez is short for Jesus. Or RIP. Oh, RIP, man. Rest in peace. Hey, rest in peace, and you don't know whether he is in peace or in a, a, a pit from the of the pits of the hellfire, huh? And many other expressions that are popular among the youth that are un-Islamic in their nature. They contradict Islam, but the people do not think or reflect. They hear and they repeat. And I always advise myself. And the Muslims, not to be a trend follower, but to be a trend setter. If you're going to set a trend, then let it be something that is halal or mubah, something that is allowed. Don't be a trend follower. Every time somebody begins a trend, you just you're you know you're on their jock, as they say. You just follow uh, what the people do, because it takes away from your individuality. It takes away from your uniqueness. It takes away from your uh, uh, personality. You're just like a copycat who copies what everybody else says and what everybody else does. People dress this way, so you dress like them. They, uh, you know, behave this way, you behave like them. They do this, so you do like them. La ya akhi. La ya baba. Do you. Be you. Do you and be you. Don't follow people. Don't follow people and don't follow trends. Because those trends are often problematic. Those trends are often un-Islamic and problematic. I can't seem to think right now because I'm tired today. I wanted to think of more examples to give you. Or maybe you guys can share with me right now during the Q&A. Because we're done with the class. Inshallah, next time we're going to deal with the Iman uh, Bil-Qadr. Uh, but until then, if you guys can share with me some common expressions that the people repeat that actually contradict the teachings of Islam. Meanwhile, we can start the Q&A. Hey! How important is individuality in Islam? Very important. Very important. Look at all the Sahaba. Each of the Sahaba had, was known for having a lot of individual characteristics that, that differentiated them from others. Abu Bakr was different than Umar. Was different than Uthman, was different than Ali, was different than uh, Abdul uh, Rahman, uh, was different than Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Abbas. Each one was known for having his own individual way. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Naam. Alaykum salam. Soon I'm traveling, inshallah, and my flight is around 34 hours. Oh, ya ho! In total. So where are you going? To Jupiter? So I would have Fajr on the plane. How do I pray in cabin? You go find a corner and you pray. You Either you fly on Saudi Airlines 
and most Saudi airlines have a musalla. Uh, you know, and unfortunately for all the uh, Saudi haters, uh, you know, the Saudi haters, they, they don't like to hear stuff like that. They want it to be all evil, you know. Like literally somebody would, would make a Photoshop of a musalla on an airplane and, and through Photoshop, they will put a, a club or a bar and then those people will go post online. Saudi Airlines selling alcohol, selling alcohol on their airplanes. Like, yo, actually, do you people even verify? Like there was a list of Ramadan things, you know, all of which are in line with Islam about the etiquettes in Ramadan. Somebody dis distorted the, the, the message and made it seem that you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to have iftar in the masjid. You're not allowed to pray. You're not, wallah, people don't fear Allah. Then when the people saw the original Arabic uh, uh, certificate or whatever you want to call it from issued by the proper entity, it turns out that there is all lies and distortions. So yeah, if you're on a Saudi airline, you will have a musalla there. Uh, if not, bottom line is you cannot pray while sitting down unless you have absolutely no choice. So if you're able to get up and pray, then get up and pray. You have a smartphone, it will show you the Qibla, pray in the Qibla. If you're unable to and you're running out of time, then you may pray sitting down uh, as per necessity. Naam. Should I listen to the post Aisha lectures at my local masjid if they aren't Salafi or read from Yasir Qadi books or Qaradawi books? I'm in so South Carolina, South California, looking for a teacher. Does Farid Abdullah still teach? Farid Abdullah, I think, is back in the Bahamas. Hafizahullah. Uh, and no, you should not, you should not sit in these uh, uh, after Isha talks if they're reading from such books. Now, can a woman enjoy the beauty of other women by looking, even if she doesn't desire a woman and just wants to look? Yeah, that's fine. But if she she should she should say barakallahu fiki barakallahu laki mashallah tabarakallah yani remember the name of allah azza wa jal and, and ask allah to bless her so that you don't smack her with an evil eye and turn her into a frog huh even if it's an muslim i want to learn arabic for 3 months i am confused cardio or medina cairo or medina cardio or cardio I already know Fajr Institute in Cairo, but I don't know anything in Medina. Where should I go? Medina, 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 Medina. Naam. Is it permissible to use a programming platform that uses animating, animating living beings to teach kids programming? Yes, inshallah. What are your views and opinions on watching, listening, and learning Islamic knowledge from Dr. Israr Ahmed, who was from Pakistan? I've heard some of the Muslims. You should not listen to Israr Ahmed. Israr Ahmed has had many issues. Uh, primarily, he had like an Ikhwani approach uh, to uh, the matters of manhaj and aqidah. Uh, I believe he was associated with the belief of Wahdat al-Wujud, uh, which is uh, pantheism, among other things. So no, you cannot listen to uh, you cannot listen to Israr Ahmed. Is it permissible for women to cover pimples with makeup outside, not to beautify herself, but just to look how she normally looks? If not, can you explain why? Well, okay. So she doesn't wear niqab. She has pimples. She wants to cover them with something so that that is skin color. 
So if she's you, I used to have this issue when I was younger, honestly. And uh, I remember the doctor giving me, you know, for my pimples, they gave me some sort of skin colored cream that acted as a soothing for the pimples. And second, it it actually, uh, you know, it, it covered uh, the, 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 the scars. Uh, it looked exactly like my skin, so you couldn't tell the difference. If this is the case, then yes. However, if the viewer, if the person who sees it can tell that this appears like makeup, a form of beautification, then no, you may not. Then no, you may not. And why don't you wear the niqab, as Chad said, while you added and call it a day? Is it permissible for women? Oh. Is reciting Quran an intention of shifa for diseases, a cure for all these diseases? Insha'Allah Ta'ala. Can you give a clarification on Islam's position towards geocentric, heliocentric models? Also, is it against Islam to believe man landed on the moon? I don't know. I don't have a clarification on this first matter because I'm not familiar with the technicalities and I believe I know what you're speaking about, but I'm not an expert on it, so I will refrain from speaking. And no, there's nothing in Islam that uh, is against the belief that a man, man landed on the moon. Now, uh, if someone is doing a good deed, oh, we need to go soon, huh? Not for the sake of Allah. They're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. If they don't do it, they will feel embarrassed. Is it counted as a good deed? No! What do you mean? You just answered the question, ya Kabul. Kabul, you just answered your own question. They're doing something not for the sake of Allah. How can it be a good deed? It's not a good deed anymore because the definition of good deed in Islam is a, a deed that is done for the sake of Allah according to the way of the Prophet Come on now. Is it bid'ah if the imam ends the prayer with the complete salam instead of salam alaykum wa rahmatullah? What do you mean with the complete salam? It says salam alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Some of the scholars allow it. Also, is it haram to say it's hot as hell today? Uh, yes, I would say, I mean, it's an expression. It should be avoided. I cannot say it's haram. I cannot say it's haram, but it's definitely not accurate. And it should be avoided. Now, the person who says it does not literally mean that it's as hard as hell because he's never been to hell, therefore he's never known how hard it is, therefore that, all that is not intended. But it's definitely an, a problematic issue because يعني, it could be misconstrued and misunderstood. Uh, a Saudi Sheikh run away from MBS to London. What should our response be to this? Your response should, should be, let me mind my business. Amatullah Su. We should all mind our business. All this is politics. All this is politics. Fulan ran away. A sheikh ran away. A, a soldier def defected. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Like when you leave the army. Defactored or deflected or some. I don't know. Some English word that I cannot think of right now. Deflector. Al-Muhim. Uh, uh, th that's not of our business. All this is not of our business. What? 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 Uh, what value is it going to add for you uh, what this uh, situation is about or what the sheikh did or what is going to be done to him? Defected. There you go. Thank you, Iman's Homeschool. What are we going to do without you? So uh, this is a concern for the people of knowledge. And Allah clearly told us, and told us in the Quran that had they asked those who know, those among them of the scholars, when a matter is concerning the public uh, uh, Muslim, 
uh, that in involves the general Muslims, then you refer this to the, the senior scholars to highlight and comment on this issue. Not for us. You're not, we're not Ali Dawa. We're not Ali Dawa. So tomorrow we make a video, Fulan, a reaction video that this guy left. And well, according to me, two women somehow entered into the haram and they, they made it to an area where this not supposed to be. Uh, next day you make a video. You know, women are with no hijab now entering the haram. Yeah, subhanAllah. People are people, these like those who hunt in the dumpster all the time. They have a sickness in their mind. So when, when an issue is like this, your position of mine should be, it's none of my business. Refer to the senior scholars. Let them deal with it. Allah will not hold you accountable. Ya Amatullah and Ya Abdullah and Ya Pedro and Ya Hana and Ya everybody on there. Allah will not ask you in Qiyamah, what was your position or stance? So what did you do about the Shaykh who ran away from this governor or this ruler? Nope. It's not within your capacity or your responsibility. So you mind your business so that you don't wind up oppressing anyone. You could speak ill of the Shaykh and the Shaykh is innocent. And you could speak ill of MBS and MBS is innocent. You don't know what's behind the scenes. You don't know what this guy said, what this guy did. Why? You, you're going to fall into a form of slander and backbiting. And it's against the rulers. And the same thing happened with Aisha with the, with the, at the time of Ifq. And Allah Azza wa told us. He warned us, don't ever go back to speaking about those matters. Say subhanAllah and mind your business. Very simple, man. If you're in Malaysia, you should meet Ustad Noor Dirus. He's an Ash'ari teacher of mine who has been recently been prominent in the local Malaysian da'wah scene. Okay. Why would I meet him? There's two out of... There's question two, part two. For refuting and countering the Batinis, please accept him as a brother and give da'wah to him as well. Okay. If he comes to me, I will meet him. I'm not going to have the ability to go out, look for anyone. Yalla. The last couple of questions, guys. We got to bounce. We have a doctor's appointment. Ustad, my friend was aiding me in salah. Afterwards, I saw her abaya lifts when she raises her hands and her arms show. She was probably ignorant, but my salah behind, valid behind her. The scholars say if it's something like this, and she immediately covers and she doesn't know, then it's fine. But you need to advise her and be more careful in the future. Now, my parents follow Hanafi school, but also do many bid'ah. For the last two years, my father has been celebrating my grandfather's death anniversary. <laughs> By inviting all our relatives, congregation, dua. One out of four? Yeah, Sheikh, legend. What a legend question. Yalla, ya hajji. Chanting Nat, then a feast later. Last year I was in another room, but this year Father commanded me to join the event. I went, but I recorded on camera to avoid sitting with them. So I stood back for the entire event saying, Astaghfirullah and hating it in my heart. But this will continue every year as long as my father is alive. Nord, I've tried to give da'wah to them, but they are stubborn. He also forbade me to go to Salafi Mosque, but I didn't listen to him and continue to pray there. He didn't forbid me anymore, but he dislikes it. Please advise. Don't attend this event anymore. Just like you ignored your father when he told you don't go to a Salafi mosque, also ignore your father when it comes to this event. You're not allowed to join and partake in such events. Now, does the tiny holes in our clothes notify the covering of the aura? No. And are the prayers prayed in such clothes invalid? No, they're valid. Many of the Sahaba were poor 
and they had uh, such issues and it was it was pardoned and forgiven my dad listens to muhammad didu is he a good scholar no a didu uh, might be very knowledgeable uh, and well versed in in fiqh and uh, and lugha and so forth but unfortunately his aqidah uh, has issues and he has a lot of Sufi uh, background and tendencies such as receiving blessings from a sheikh who spat on his hand and wiped it on his face or some outlandish crazy stuff like this uh, so no uh, Ad-Didu is not from among the scholars of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah that we take knowledge from may Allah guide us and guide him Khalas, we're done can a person read Arabic novels to boast this, his Arabic immersion which sometimes contain inappropriate things. Yeah, that's fine, inshallah. If the person is able to avoid what's was not af affected or influenced by the content. Uh, any plans on starting Hamawiya or Tadmuriya of Sheikh Rasab Taymiyyah in the future? Allahu alam, it's too early to say. What does what does differentiate the Sharah of Imam Ibn Uthameen of Imam Ibn Rajab? You mean what differentiates between them? Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, rahimahullah, is more modern more contemporary, more relevant to, to the people, the examples that the Sheikh gives are more relevant to, to today. Wallahu alam. That's just generally speaking when you compare Sheikh Ibn Uthameen's Sharh to others. It's just his approach. Hey. Hey Allah, hey, may Allah guide us and guide them in exposing Ahlul Bid'ah. It's a sad state we're living in, but to Allah we complain. Alhamdulillah, anyways, those of you who will be in Dubai next week, inshallah, or in a few days, I will be in Dubai. I will not have any public lectures in Dubai. Uh, but I will, however, uh, be recording some sessions uh, for uh, some close people of mine. And I might also be able to run into some of you in Dubai, uh, possibly for a match of football uh, with, uh, with brother Smajlovic, among others. And then the following week, inshallah, I'll be in Malaysia. So if some of y'all want to meet in Malaysia, we're going to have a paintball war uh, among other lectures. So this is my uh, uh, project, uh, trajectory and this is my current plan. Inshallah ta'ala, hopefully I'll run into some of you guys in person and you can see that I'm not the meanest person in the world and I might uh, just buy you a cup of coffee. Who knows? So that means there will be no classes for those couple of weeks. We will keep you posted about Ramadan and what we will do accordingly, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum.